Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. This episode of With Wit is brought to you by the House of Chanel. Chanel introduces a new generation of sustainably developed skincare infused with a high concentration of ingredients and derived from the uniquely revitalizing winter-blooming red camellia flower. Packaged with lightweight glass, organic ink, and other bio-based materials, Numero 1 de Chanel forges an unprecedented path of skincare innovation. Numero 1 de Chanel, beauty ahead of time. To learn more about the line, visit chanel.com. Hey guys, I'm Whitney Port and this is With Wit. A lot of you may know me from reality TV, and the reality is a lot's happened since the hills. With Wit is dedicated to having real, raw, and occasionally ridiculous conversations with the people who have had a profound impact on me. Life-changing moments, life-changing people. Because on With Wit, very little is off limits. Hi, everyone. Welcome to With Wit. This episode is all about your beauty questions. We have our 1-800 number that everyone can call in and ask questions. And Timmy and I usually love to just have you all ask us anything, but we thought this time we would do something a little bit more directed just because I also wanted to do a deep dive into my beauty and see if there were any holes in it get any questions from you, remind myself of products that I love or that I need and really actually motivate myself to get back into like a strict routine because it feels like so many of these nights I put Sunny to sleep and then like I fall asleep in his room and Timmy has to get me out and then I'm like so exhausted. I fall asleep without washing my face and doing my routine and I've always been a really firm believer in a routine. And I really believe in washing your face in the morning and washing your face at night and making sure that you're setting yourself up for the day with moisturized skin, as well as at night when you're sleeping and you're dehydrated and you're not eating or drinking anything. My skin has been really, really dry lately just because of that. And because of the weather, I find that In the wintertime, and especially in LA with the Santa Ana's, my skin gets a lot drier. So there's more of a need for like exfoliation, extra moisturizer, extra toner, extra mist. But I am thrilled to get into these questions. They range from Botox and plastic surgery to hair care to makeup and lots more. So let's just get right into the first voicemail, take a listen. Hi, 
my question is, did you change your skincare routine pre-wedding? And if so, what did you change? How far out did you change it? What products did you use? And if it's the same as your usual skincare routine, could you drop that as well? Thanks. Okay. First of all, congrats. Exciting, exciting, exciting times. I know that this is a concern for a lot of brides and there's this want and need to do something different and to do a refresh or try new things. But I really, really believe in keeping things consistent and not doing anything that could have an adverse effect, especially in those time-sensitive days before your wedding. You just don't want to have to deal with any of that. So I would definitely try to keep things as simple as possible. And if you're doing anything that obviously requires any downtime to make sure that you're doing it a couple months in advance. But for me, I mean, I was early 30s when I got married. I was taking care of my skin religiously, but I wasn't doing anything super crazy. I actually had to refresh myself and go on to WhitneyPort.com and see if I had written anything about my skincare routine before my wedding. And I did. And I actually wrote about getting the Hydra facial right before it, which is a amazing non-invasive moisturizing hydrating facial and you can get this at various places there's one place in Los Angeles Dr. Diaz's office and to my facialist shout out to Nicole Hirschman who works out of an apartment in Marina del Rey but she does a very, very amazing non-invasive facial that involves cleansing, dermaplaning, a light peel, lots of oxygen and moisture, and just really seeping things into the skin after a deep exfoliation. And I find that if I do that like five days before something, then that really is the ideal time to see the results. Like I think getting a super hydrating facial five days before your wedding is key. And I also wrote on my website that I was using a lot of SK2 products, which are not currently in my routine, but you'll probably hear me throughout this episode talk about things that I have been using in the past that I forgot about and want to bring back in. But there's just so many things, right? So many options. So I was using the SK2 facial treatment masks and I remember bringing them with me on the day of my wedding and doing masks before day of. I would also buy those really cold ice rollers that you keep in the freezer and bring those with you and then use those over a mask just because the cooling and the rolling of those ice rollers mixed with a hydrating mask, I think really will help like depuff and give you an extra glow on the day. I also got eyelash extensions, which has nothing to do with my skincare, but just thought I would let you guys know there's someone I go to here in LA. She is Christina underscore sugar in studio, and she does really beautiful natural lash extensions. And I just remember not wanting to worry about mascara running, even though I did use like a waterproof mascara, but only a little. But when you have the eyelash extensions, there's just not a requirement for all that mascara and eye makeup and you feel really fresh and awake. And I think it's a good thing to do just for your wedding. Like not necessarily something that I would do long term because 
I have found that it makes my eyelashes a little bit weaker, but something that's really great for a special occasion. And then you said, if I didn't do anything super different, what was my general skincare routine? I will take you through that right now. So this is going to sound like a lot of products and I don't use them every day. So just bear with me. But right now on my rotation, I'm cleansing with the Zoe Gentle Cleanser. About two times a week, I use the M61 Perfect Micro Dermabrasion Facial Scrub, which is an exfoliating facial scrub that I use in the shower, but it's not meant to be used every day because we don't want it to strip your skin. And then when I get out of the shower, I use the Biologique Research P50 1970, which is like an exfoliant and it really just helps with fine lines and with just helping keeping it one tone. If I don't want to use something like that and I want to be a little bit more gentle on my skin, then I'll use just like a micellar water with a light cotton pad just to add a little bit of extra moisture back into the skin. And a mist. Right now, I've been loving the Caudalie Beauty Skin Elixir. And then I mix these three items together during the day in the morning. So the Zoe Skin Bright Alive, the Firming Serum, and the Daily Defense. That's like a vitamin C and then a firming thing and then something to just protect your skin from the outside. And then right now, I'm really struggling with an eye cream. I just got a Dermalogica one, which I'm excited to try. It's called the Awaken Peptide Eye Gel that I have here in front of me. It's a deep puffing eye gel. But I got a Sensei one, S-S-E-N-S-E, and it felt really good, but then it left like a little bit of a white film. So I need a good new eye cream. Jade loves the Skin Medica Instant Bright Eye Cream. And then I use the True Botanicals Calm Radiance Oil, and that really adds a level of like glow and moisture, but just a little bit of that. And then I'll use that during the day. And then for a similar type of product, but more just hydrating, calming, I use a pure squalane at night and I mix that with an essential lipids at night. So the pure squalane and the essential lipids are just two extra added serums I put on at night. If you want an extra moisturizer that's really good for a base of makeup, which would be for your wedding day, I would use Embryolease. It starts with an L, Embryolease. We'll link everything for you and do a whole blog post so you can shop all these products. But that's the gist of it. Let's move on. Hi, Whitney. My name is Emily Molinero from Wilmington, Delaware. And my question is about skincare. I've recently experienced adult acne which has been horrible, to say the least. And the face wash I've used has worked to get it under control, but now has left my skin so dried out. I'm nervous to use any moisturizer on my face because I don't want the acne to return. Um, What products do you recommend to keep my skin hydrated and pimple-free? Thanks. Emily, I recognize your name from Instagram. Thank you so much for all of your support for me, for Cozy Co., for calling in. Let's get into your question. I have some tips for you for sure. First of all, I'd use a really gentle and moisturizing cleanser, like a Cetaphil cleanser. Like that basic Cetaphil cleanser is really soft. It doesn't strip your skin. Really, really simple and perfect for acne. I then maybe tone with either something really gentle moisturizing, like I was saying, the micellar water, which I think is great for just all different types of skin, or I would add in a little bit of witch hazel. I remember when I was dealing with acne and my 
teenage years, I used witch hazel a lot and that really helped and it was refreshing and it felt like it was actually cleansing. I also remember using sea breeze. I know that you that's not something that you necessarily want to use all the time, but I do think like a little bit of that on the spot can help dry things up as well. And then I have this product that I've been using forever. It's called the Aveeno Clear Complexion Moisturizer and it's a moisturizer that has salicylic in it. So you don't want to use it like all over. Like I wouldn't use that under my eyes because it definitely has that drying agent of a salicylic, but it's the perfect moisturizer for like your T-zone, cheeks, chin, because it will moisturize your skin while also working against the acne. Now it doesn't really act though as a like extremely emollient moisturizer. So you need to use maybe another calming moisturizer on top of that. And for that, I either recommend the Embryolisse, which is really simple and clean, or the SkinCeuticals Daily Moisturizer, which is really moisturizing and gentle. I would stick to simple moisturizing and not make it too complicated. I also think adding a hydrating mist just so that you don't feel like you're rubbing your skin throughout the day, but that like you're hydrating it without touching it, without fussing with it and making sure that like hydration also helps. Hi, Whitney. This is Samantha, longtime fan of yours since your days on the hills. I have to ask, um, you age so gracefully. What are your skincare tips for somebody that's aging into their 30s? Thank you. There's plenty of things that I can tell you, but I think that here are the most important things, the things that I actually really did. Like I was talking about before, I think having a legitimate routine in the morning and the evening is very important. Now, I think there are ways to do this online. You can take various skin quizzes and you can have someone actually prescribe you a routine that works for you. I personally think finding a really good dermatologist or skincare specialist is important so that someone can actually see your skin in person because there's really nothing like someone seeing your skin in person and being able to talk to them about your concerns. So I think that being consistent about a skincare routine in the morning and the evening is important. And maybe the doctor prescribes you a retin you know, that's something to start using in your early 30s that a lot of doctors recommend easing into something that I haven't necessarily done because I'm too scared of it. But I'm about to go down that process with Zoe Skin. We're working together to see how a retinol works on my type of skin. So obviously we'll keep you posted. But I think moisturizing is key, making sure that your skin is always moisturized. I always find less is more with makeup. I find that having too much makeup on aging skin can just make it look more aged. I obviously do some preventative Botox and a little bit of filler here and there just to freshen things up for me. I do it a little bit in my forehead. I do it a little bit in my crow's feet. I just don't want those deep wrinkles. And I also know that just doing a little bit here and there is going to prevent them from getting deeper and deeper as I get older. And it's something that I care about and I can't deny it. So I feel comfortable with it. And I think if you feel comfortable with it, I'm not advocating. I'm just telling you that's what I do because you're asking. I also did a round of Vivace, which is a laser that has a very, very, very minimal downtime, just like a little bit of redness, but it really helps with fine lines. And I'm focusing on that under my eye area and around my lips. And that's something that if you decide to go see a specialist or dermatologist that you can look into. 
Hi, Whitney. My name is Syra. Um, I'm currently 26 years old, and I'm still struggling with hormonal acne, and it's kind of the one main thing that I'm still kind of insecure about. I just feel like I'm much older, and I shouldn't have issues with the amount of acne that I get. I go to an esthetician. She's kind of like a small business type of person, and I use a brand called SkinScript. But anyways, I just feel like nothing's working, and I feel like what, in your opinion, if you have any experience or wisdom with skincare, because you have amazing skin, <laughs> but what advice could you give me? Because I feel like I've tried it all. Besides Accutane, that's just something I don't want to do. But I'm just fed up because I'm just like, okay, I'm going to be more on the 30-year-old side now, and I'm still struggling with acne, and I just want like clear skin with no hyperpigmentation and I just don't understand like what's happening but yes love you and to me I watch the reaction videos with my cousin we have your merch names are on it we love you guys thanks okay hi you're so sweet I love that thank you so much all of you are just so special and I'm so appreciative of all this and that you even care so Thank you, by the way. I had really bad acne as a teenager. Acne really plays such a part in our self-esteem and how we view ourselves. And it really shouldn't, but it's one of those things that can be so distracting for us. And I know it can be such a pain and it's such a personal thing because different things work for different people. So I know it can feel exhausting. Here's what I would say. First of all, how I got rid of my acne was by Accutane. And I know that you don't want to go on Accutane and I totally respect that. And if you don't want to do it, don't do it. I did it. I did it when I was in college, completely cleared up my skin. I know that there's a lot of like science and stuff behind it that is not for it. But I just want to let you know, like full transparency, a lot of my clear skin is is due to that. But there are so many other things that I feel like you can do. I think it's great that you're seeing an esthetician and going for facials regularly. I think that cleaning out the skin is important. I think that, like I said, using this Aveeno with a, with the salicylic will really help even if you use that as a little bit of a moisturizer before your moisturizer or using it as like a spot treatment. I also use this product that Jade, my sister, told me about called Axone, A-C-Z-O-N-E. I think you have to get prescribed it. So perhaps you can go to a dermatologist and get prescribed it, but it's another on the spot treatment that is really great. Like when I have a little thing come up and I put it on, it really, really helps. Growing up, I also use an on the spot treatment called Endzit, E-E-N-D-Z-I-T, which was an awesome on the spot treatment. They made it in a skin color too. I'm pretty sure it's still around. It smells very strong, but it's really good for any of like those kind of bigger ones that come. I also have a product. It's a little bit pricey. It's like $100. It's called the Osmosis Epidermal Repair. And I got it. I went to this facial by this place called Skin Worship in LA and they put this product on me that kind of smells like chlorine. And I know this sounds weird, but it kind of gives that effect of chlorine. You know, when you get out of the pool and your skin looks like really clear and it feels more even and it feels like zits have gotten smaller and things have dried out and this is what this product does. It's really awesome. I just reordered one because I ran out of it 
like I said, the smell is a little bit funky, like chlorine but it really helps in terms of like evenness. And then I also just did a little bit of research on my own for you. I haven't actually used this product, but the SkinCeuticals Blemish and Age Defense product looks really great on SkinCeuticals.com. And it looks like it's a salicylic acid acne treatment for aging skin prone to breakouts. So that feels like a product for you. Also, because I had acne growing up, I know how to cover it up. And a couple things to use are an Almay stick. There's an Almay stick that you can buy at just like a Walgreens or CVS or whatever pharmacy you has that has a little bit of salicylic in it. And it's just a little wand that you can do on the spot cover up and it will treat while you are covering. And then also bare minerals powder. That's what I would use when I want to cover up my skin, but it not be clogging for my skin and it provide enough coverage, but not too much coverage. So definitely look into bare minerals because it's all natural. And that's what an esthetician told me to use to cover up acne. All right, next question. Hi, Whitney. This is an Irish fan here. How are you doing? Um, I have a question for you for the podcast about beauty. I am a woman in my very early 30s um, and I need Botox, I think, but can't afford it. Um, What would your best skincare uh, recommendations or advice be for someone in my situation? Uh, thank you very much. Bye-bye. Totally get that. Botox is pricey. And I feel like it's definitely one of those things that's a last resort, especially when you're in your 30s. It doesn't feel like something that is a necessity. Like I said before, dermaplaning is so important. I think that it really sloughs off that layer of skin, that peach fuzz, that dead skin, and it brightens and livens your skin. And I think can make you look like fresher, And I'm not going to say like younger because we're not here to like look younger. I mean, when I say that, it's hard for me to not say that. Like, I'm not trying to sit here and look like me at 20. Like, I don't even want to look at that. I want to age gracefully. I want to show age and be my age, but not necessarily feel like dull and tired. And so I think it's all about just like livening up features and punching up features rather than like this whole focus on youth. I use a dermaplane scalpel, which I know sounds scary, but it's this one, it's called the MedPride Disposable Scalpel Blade number 10. And that like really, really, really just freshens and livens up my skin. I would try that. I would focus on moisturizing and oils and really making sure that your skin is as supple and moisturized as possible. I would minimize makeup when needed because I think that makeup tends to like really sit in our wrinkles and maximize those wrinkles and focus on them. I would exfoliate a couple times a week. Like I was talking about, I have that M61 one or there's a really good Zoe one. Or if you go on the Skin Spot, Dr. Sheila Nazarian's website, they have an amazing, amazing exfoliator too. Hi, Whitney. Love you and the podcast. Um, and my question for you today is, is there an ideal time to start getting Botox? And by time, I really mean age. I am a... Listener on the younger side, I am 25 years young and I'm starting to see signs of, you know, fine lines and wanted to get your input on if there is an ideal time um, for women to start or if it doesn't matter and just any, any tips and tricks you have. Thanks. 
I will say that this is all such a personal thing and it's so dependent on genetics and how your skin ages. I think 25 to me, like when you first said that, obviously I think it sounds super young, but like I have no idea what you look like or what is motivating you to want to do this or what your goals are. So what I would really think about is like, looking at your lines and looking when you're not moving your face, if you have deep wrinkles that you really, really, really bother you. And I know that people may have an issue with that. I don't think that there's a specific age. I think it's really if you want to be preventative and there is something, like I said, that's sitting there and it's sitting there when you're not even moving your face, then go talk to a doctor about it and see if it's something that you can work on even just like with products. But I will say that Botox can be preventative in really small doses, but you know, the earlier you start, the deeper dive you get into it. And so I think you just have to check yourself and check the kind of person that you are and see if this is something that's like really, really necessary and see if this is something that is just for the sake of vanity versus like a real insecurity. You know what I mean? Hey, wit calling from Canada here. Huge fan of your reaction videos. They single-handedly got me through so much of the pandemic. I'm obsessed with them. I love them. Thanks for that. I'm calling because I'm curious about Botox. You've mentioned that you've gotten it a few times and it's a hot topic of conversation, especially among women, I guess, our age, because I think we're like the same age. I'm like legitimately, I'm not with or against it. I just, I'm concerned about the fact that it's like a neurotoxin like does that bother you or do you not really care that it's like straight up botulism like does it yeah I'm just really I'm just I guess it's fine but I just I wonder if you think about that when you decide to do something like that just really curious anyway that's kind of that's kind of it like the thought process behind like getting it is something that I'm uh that I think about a lot and I'm curious how you think about it thank you okay love your podcast big fan bye if I'm being perfectly honest with you, I haven't even thought about that. Like, and I know what it is putting in my body, but no, it's not something that I have really been concerned about and definitely something that I plan to talk to Dr. Nazarian about next time I go in. I'm sure when I went and started doing this for the first time that they gave me the full spiel and I listened and I heard and I probably just thought that the benefits outweighed the negatives of what I was doing. But I haven't thought about that since perhaps that discussion. And now you've reminded me and I will definitely have that conversation. But I think that it's obviously best to just talk to your doctor and not depend on someone else really to make that decision for you. I think that's like such a personal thing. But thank you for the question and thank you for forcing the introspection. Hi, Whitney. I'm 29 and I'm just kind of getting into the world of plastic surgery, but I'm super hesitant and nervous about it. I had Botox for the first time, but I'm hesitant to sort of try anything else. So hearing from others and their experiences, I think is really useful. So I was just wondering about anything that you've had done and what your experiences were like. And then the second part of my question is that I'm similarly just starting to look kind of at facial treatments like non-surgical treatments like or lasers. And I was wondering what you've 
found helpful in that area too, because there just seems to be so much out there and I'm not sure what actually works and what doesn't. Thank you. Really good question because there is so much out there. There's so many different procedures. There's so many different products. There's so many different things that people are doing. And it's just like, should I be doing this? Should I be doing that? Should I be doing this? And I'm with you. Like, I am no expert on this, but I will tell you what I have done. And then I can also tell you some laser treatments that Jade has done that she has said have been amazing. So I have done Botox and filler. Like I said, I've done Botox between my eyebrows, a little bit of crow's feet, and then I've done it in my jaw for TMJ reasons. I've done a little bit of filler. I did it underneath my eyes like a couple years ago, and that kind of like rubbed me the wrong way. Like the the recovery was really bad, and I just like like the the fullness under the eye. Nobody could really tell. I haven't done filler underneath the eyes since then. I've done like a little bit around the nose and around like the jowl area, just because my face is really starting to sag there. But just like very, very, very minimal amounts. You know, like I keep saying, I go to Dr. Nazarian, who's a doctor that is really conservative. I think you should all listen to my episode with Dr. Sheila Nazarian. We'll link to that just because we cover so many of these things. I also do regular facials. I do, like I said, the dermaplaning. And sometimes with the facials, we do microdermabrasion. And then also my sister told me about a couple lasers that she's done that she thinks work. So she said that laser Genesis is one that she loves and wants to do again. There's zero downtime. And then also BBL. She's going back for her second treatment next week. Both are great. The laser Genesis has no pain and no redness. They call it the red carpet laser. So that's something maybe to look into. And Jade knows her stuff and done has done a lot of research, as we know. So check that out. Hey, Whitney, I was wondering, what is your favorite shampoo? I have a very dry scalp, and I was just wondering what you love. Love you. Mwah. Hi, I love you, too. You're so cute. So Timmy has a dry scalp, too. And he has been using the tea gel shampoo. And then he uses one of my conditioners, whether it's like a Oribe or Olaplex or Actin Acre and enjoy. But I use my my go-to conditioner and it's it's pretty heavy. So I feel like this will be good for you. It's the Enjoy Luxury Shampoo and Conditioner. And it's a little pricey, but... I love it. Like I will say I don't love the smell and I'm not sure if it's just because I've been using it forever and I'm sick of it or if it's just that the smell is not that great, but it's super moisturizing, super cleansing, adds volume and makes your hair so soft, like so, so soft. And I really feel like it's kept my hair in really great condition throughout the years. Jade also just texted us recently about Briogeo. Don't even know if I'm saying it correctly. Briogeo, she said their shampoo and conditioner is amazing. So check that out. Hi, Wid. This is my Tef. I'm calling from Mexico. I love your podcast. I listen to it every time I go for a run or I'm just cooking or doing something at home. I'm a huge fan. I love your reaction videos with Timmy. And I feel so related to you guys. My question is about your hair. 
I don't know if you experience any hair loss after you have Sunny. I'm having a huge issue with that since I have my son. My son is four years old now, but I still haven't recovered from, from that. And just that, thank you so much. I'm sorry if my English is not perfect. <laughs> so sweet. So cute. I can't even. It's just so cute. Um, And understood everything. Totally feel you. I feel like I every single day... I shower and clumps of hair just come out and I have to, I like watch it go and I gather it and I like feel it run down my leg and it clogs our shower and it's like a whole thing. Like I totally feel you. It feels like it's coming out of the front of my scalp and I want to get on top of it too. First of all, I will say there are some things that you can take. Wellbell is a supplement that you can take. Danielle Bernstein of We Were What swears by it and has shown before and after pictures and her hair looks amazing and full and long and shiny and healthy. Also look into Vegamore. They have a lot of products, scalp serums, shampoos, conditioners, things that will help with hair growth renewal. I would look into purchasing a Tangle Teaser brush. I think that the brush that you use is really important. And I've used a Tangle Teaser ever since I've gone to Johnny Ramirez, who colors my hair. It really just makes it so that you don't pull your hair when you're brushing, because I think that can really be hard on your scalp and rip hair out. There's a couple other tips, like I think coloring your hair add volumes to the strands and makes it seem a little bit fuller. So whenever I get like a gloss or a tone on my hair, I always feel like it feels fuller. Massaging my head in the shower, like when I'm washing my hair, stimulates like blood flow to the scalp and hair follicles. I think sometimes getting layers added can add more fullness. I got some layers in the front and like some curtain bangs. Looking for products maybe without sulfate detergents. Maybe your hair needs something a little bit more natural. And then using the right kind of products. So products that add volume while your hair is still wet, but not too much product because that can add weight. So just like little tips like that. I'm with you. I feel you. Hi, Whitney. I have a kind of specific question about beauty to ask you. I'm looking for a blush that has kind of the like wet effect. And I'm just wondering if you have any dewy blushes. Yeah. Thank you. Bye. Yes. Dewy blushes I have for you. Okay. So the Stila blush that I've been using forever is my favorite cream blush. So the Stila convertible color, I like Gerbera for my color, but they have lots of different ones. Gerbera is more of like a peachy, pinky situation. The Elia new cream blushes are great. The company Merit has a flush bomb, which is really great and cheeky. And I actually asked my makeup artist too, and she said the Puff Paint Liquid Blush Serum by Natasha Denona to look at. So those are just some great, creamy, dewy, effective blushes. Hi, Whitney. Do you have any eyeshadows that you would recommend that are matte and that kind of give you like that wet eyelid look like a dewy eyeshadow kind of weird but yeah I'm looking for a neutral colored matte dewy eyeshadow and I would love to know if you have any any tips thank you I love you guys so much you are the best you and Timmy are so cute bye 
So, okay, first of all, I would look into the RMS Beauty Cream Eyeshadows. They are really great. They have a multitude of colors and they're creamy. So they have that more like, not glossy, but you know, that a little bit of shine and you can get a neutral color there. I'd also look into the Pillow Talk Palette luxury palette by Charlotte Tilbury that has four colors. One is called prime. One is called enhanced. One is pop and one is smoke. And that palette is just really, really pretty. Some of the colors have a little sparkle, but there's two other colors that are matte and will give you like that cool neutral color that you're looking for. This prompted me to actually ask my makeup artist how she creates just that like effortless, glowy, dewy, everyday kind of look for me. And I thought that that would be a good thing to fill you guys in on because I feel like she just does that perfectly. And I always try to emulate what she does, maybe with a few less products. But I thought that it would be interesting for you guys to hear about the specific products she uses on me for just like that everyday glowy natural look. So she uses first the Embryolise Radiant Eye Care Cooling Stick under my eyes and then a little bit of the Kosas Concealer under my eyes. She uses the Hollywood Flawless Filter by Charlotte Tilbury under Monica Blunder Beauty Foundation. She uses a little bit of the Laguna Bronzer from NARS. And then for blush, she uses the Puff Paint Liquid Blush Serum by Natasha Denona, a Stila Highlighter in Luminescence. And then for the eyes, Danessa Murix, M-Y-R-I-C-K-S, Color Fix Eye Pigment in Exposed. So it's a cream that dries matte. So this is also a good option for your eyeshadow situation. They have tons of colors and finishes and are amazing and stay put. Also, the Bobbi Brown Long Wear Cream Shadow Stick in Truffle is great. So another awesome option for your dewy eyeshadow situation. Then she uses like a little bit of the Fenty eyeliner pencil at my lash line and a little bit of the Dior liquid eyeliner at the lash line. Now for me, I wouldn't use this Dior liquid eyeliner when I'm using it myself. I just do a little bit of brown at the lash line and then inside underneath my eyelashes with a little pencil for definition, but she likes an extra liquid eyeliner for like a pop. And then she loves either the Hourglass Mascara or the L'Oreal Voluminous Mascara Tried and True. For the lip, she loves a Kosas lip oil, which I love too. And it comes in plenty of colors and is moisturizing. Yesterday, she used a really beautiful pink Sisley lip gel balm that turns into an oil. But yeah, that is my beauty episode. Those are the answers to all your beauty questions. That was so much fun. I hope I had some good tidbits for you. I think what's most important is moisturizing, keeping a routine and not putting in new things over and over so that you can see what's actually working, finding an expert that you trust. If you're looking into Botox and filler and any of that kind of more invasive stuff to really find a doctor that's like a partner that has a light natural touch and make sure that you're looking at the work that they're doing in advance. And so many product tips, so many love feelings, so much, so much, so much. Have a great week and we will see you next week on With Wit.
Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you loved this episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. I'd love to hear what you think and anything more or even less you'd want to hear about. Tune in every Tuesday for a new episode. If you want to know more about what I'm up to, you can find me on Instagram at Whitney E. Port, my website, WhitneyPort.com, and my YouTube channel, Whitney Port. Peace in the streets.